0: get heard with heard was recorded in front of absolutely no studio audience but we're still here on a bi-weekly basis talking to the hottest to the freshest to the most talented and exciting artists breaking through this year we're going to be talking about the ups we're going to be talking about the lows we're going to be talking about what it takes to be an artist in this day and age so join me i am heard and let's see who we're talking to this time Radio voice off. Let's have a conversation. Let's have a conversation. Welcome back, guys, to Get Heard with Heard. And in case you are still wondering, I am Heard. I'm heard. I'm the H.E.R.D. that is mentioned in the intro. <laughs> anyway, guys, I don't know if you can tell, but I am super excited today. So fundamentally excited to the core about the artist that we are going to be talking to today. A personal friend of mine, a personal friend of mine who I find truly inspiring. And if I'm honest, I have to admit, has just the most sultry and seductive singing voice. That may be one of the reasons that I like this person too. The person in question goes by the name of Kisol. Kisol is an Oakland-based artist, educator, and organizer with ancestral roots in the Philippines and Puerto Rico. Kisol was awarded $15,000 as a grant from the Boston Foundation to produce live music events and his debut album, Revelations, which was released in March last year. I'm so excited, I'm so pumped, I'm so ready. But before we jump into this, I want to share a little bit of Keysoul's music with you, just in case you've never heard. And if you have, let's just enjoy it again. This is Burn It Down, the brand new single. I would go and check it out on Bandcamp and maybe buy the digital track to support this great artist. This is Burn It Down by Key Soul. I hope you enjoy it as much as I do. And after that, we are going to be jumping straight into our conversation. Who's ready? I'm totally ready. I'm so ready, this is Burn It Down. That was a little bit of Kesol with Burn It Down, produced with Luke Martinez, I believe. And if I am right, Luke may have been involved in another track that I really love of Kesol's uh, called The Cards, which is well worth listening to if you have not listened to it yet. That is something I will have to ask Kesol, and I am delighted to say that I have Kesol here with us. Hello,
1: Kesol. Hello. Hi, hi, hey, everyone. Hello.
0: Welcome to the show. I'm loving the uh, the energy in your hello that's very <laughs> stra-
1: hi thanks for having straight
0: me. in with the one two punch of uh, positivity <laughs> i love <that. laughs>
1: it's funny you say that because i used to teach martial arts classes for many no years way. so i always come in with this hey everybody how's it it's going? it's a karate karate chop
0: right there like <laughs> one two punch i <laughs> yeah. love that what kind of um what kind of martial arts are we talking about here
1: uh so i earned my second degree black belt and whoa Taekwondo, okay and i was an instructor for about five or six years and That's... have studied other art forms and kung fu wushu and wow yoga. okay Th- yeah, this this is this yeah. has
0: made you uh, go from sultry and seductive musically to fundamentally intimidating. <laughs> like, I'm now <laughs> terrified. I don't want to say anything that upsets yeah. you. Know, I feel like you can uh, you can one one two punch me through uh, the internet right yeah. now.
1: <laughs> it's all it's all for self defense. Okay, I like that. <laughs> I like that.
0: No, it's 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 a, it's yeah. it's a really worthy thing to spend time doing. I remember when I was a kid, um, I actually did judo um and judo oh the throwing and yes. Gubbling, yes and i, I honestly i <laughs> i don't know like if i'm brutal in in my honesty i think i was always just a little bit less interested in getting hurt um physically mm-hmm. um so i actively avoided sports where i was getting hurt physically which is quite funny because right. i'm like <laughs> six foot four in height and I'm not small, like I'm not a skinny guy. Uh, so everyone was always like, you should do those sports where you can hurt other people. I was like, I don't want to, I don't want to. Judo seemed to be like that middle <laughs> ground where uh, where you know, you can kind of just throw people around. So I'm very proficient at throwing people. And if, if I was thrown from a yeah. moving train, I could try and roll, um, don't know if I'd be able to.
1: <laughs> Good skill to have. I hope the muscle memory kicks Hopefully, in. Hopefully,
0: because here's a secret that I haven't told anyone publicly. I am not capable of diving into a swimming pool headfirst. I've never learned that. I've never learned how to dive into a swimming pool. So I'm worried that if I was in that scenario where (laughs) I'm getting thrown from a train at high speed like any movie that I fantasize I'm in, My judo instinct may not kick in. My inability to dive might kick in. And then I just go headfirst into, I just like, uh, what do I even call that? You know, when you just kind of like clench your body and it's like um, when you you drop it like a cannonball, right? Into the swimming pool. I'm going to cannonball off a train, like boosh snap or, uh, right well
1: i hope you don't have to face this train scenario. just please don't Let's, throw me from i have a, train. a very clear image in my mind now <laughs>
0: this is like just i know how strong you are now I'm, I'm i'm intimidated by your martial arts i will become submissive to you on any train to ensure <laughs> that i do not need to be thrown from it um, just tell me what I have to do and I will make it happen. Um, tuck, and <laughs> tuck and roll. I mean, this this is good oh, advice right. for, for anyone who's getting into drag as well. Having done drag, you <laughs> want to tuck and roll, all right? You, you got to get that right. Um, but jokes aside, Burn It Down sounds phenomenal. There's a, there's a mesmeric element to it. I would love to hear a little bit about how that song came together. And I believe, uh, like I mentioned, it's Luke Martinez you worked with on that song, right?
1: Yeah. So Luke, also known as DJ Saskia, is a producer, engineer, who and songwriter who I met at Harvard when I was doing my master's program there. Nice. So Luke was in the undergraduate college at that time, studying music. And we met through classes with Vijay Ayer and Esperanza Spalding. Nice. And started working on music together in our free time outside of the classes. Um, And it was just really fun to write with. We had a lot in common when it came to like queer Latinx experience. Luke is from San Antonio, Texas. So it was really fun to write bilingually. Wow. Yes, absolutely. And we just, yeah, we just put each other onto a lot of music that we really liked and just would be in the, the, Harvard Music Studio in one of these uh, student union buildings and listening to Rosalia and Bad Gyal yeah. and like, Charlie XCX yeah. and everybody and just...
0: Uh, I love that. I, and I love bi- the that bilingual yeah. element to your music is, is uh, fascinating. I, I like music that takes that risk to, you know, include more than one language. And when it's done effectively... Yeah. It really heightens the storytelling. When it's done ineffectively, it takes you out of the song. Um, but it, when, when done effectively, I really do like that that element. And it was the cards that, that Luke was working with you on as well, right? Mm.
1: Right. Yeah. So Luke recorded the cards with me. Um, we recorded it in Future Classic Studio outside of Los Angeles. Mm. And um, yeah, we, we wrote it like remotely working together over the summer in 2018 and then came together because they had a really cool internship there and we just were able to record. So we've been doing, we did that song where they actually had like lines, lyrics on it. And then, um, with burn it down, it was a demo that I had and I was just really excited about it because it was just one of the thousands of demos that I, <laughs> right. I was really drawn to. And I sent it to Luke and I was like, Hey, I just made this. Hope you're doing well. Like, what are you up to? And then they responded, oh, this is really cute. Like, I could clean this up. I can do some mixing and some mastering. And,
0: and, it, and it all came together. It yeah, all came, it came together, together. And it works. It and they did a good job. Oh, and job. Luke was actually
1: in Canada, no too. Way. But in Banff. Uh, you know yeah. Banff, the music yeah. program. Yeah, so that's where they were during that time of Live in the High Life. Producing Burn It Down. Luke Martinez. Yeah. Live in the High so, Life. <laughs> yeah. Incredible. Legend legend
0: in, legend in 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 the living. I would have, I was gonna say legend in the making, yeah. but it's been made. It's been made. It's uh, been yeah. cooked. Uh, yeah.
1: And they have they have a lot of good music out too. Like Luke Martinez on all the platforms. They have some really nice pop and like experimental, some angsty things. Love. I I I, really I need to make stuff. an
0: effort to look them up a bit because... Uh, they are off mm-hmm. my radar right now, and I feel mm-hmm. ill-prepared for our conversation. Uh, but perhaps yeah. I'll have Luke on for season two of uh, yeah. GHWH, as I'm shortening <laughs> sure it to I want to sound like one of those uh, local U.S. radio stations. You're listening to GHWH 54.5. <laughs> you know, like, the thing, the thing right. you hear in your car when you're driving across state lines, and it's, right. it's like some random backwater radio station. Um
1: those were all the magic guys. though. It's, I love college radio. Yes. I love local radio. I, I love it too. Because they have independence in their sound. They get to choose what they put on. And then, like, um, I, I had the opportunity to speak at a college radio conference at Loyola Marymount University in nice. LA pa- this past November. And it was just like the most rad students from up and down the UC system who were like defending their public radio their college radio station throwing really cool diy events in their communities like doing a lot of like political work with the music so i just think college radio and those like ghbw's and kcrx and all those are just really important just the best. to, especially for independent artists like us to um, oh yeah no, you know, have an alternative absolutely. platform you,
0: you you and i are on the same page here i uh I can tell you another secret. First, I can't dive. Second secret is I mm-hmm. used to present what, what is equivalent to a college radio show in England. And, uh, oh. it was quite funny cause we were a bit, we were a bit sellout. So we were sponsored by Subway, the, the company that does those sandwiches, the uh, sandwiches? the sandwich company. Uh, you get a pass. Okay. As long as you're okay with that, cause I'm uh, here for the $5 footlong. That's it. Like everyone can live with a footlong. I mean, come on, but yeah. like, uh, versus
1: like <laughs> private prisons or something it, like, like we're an arms manufacturer sponsoring your radio.
0: It's, it's, it's like it's not, it's not the best option, but it isn't the worst. So we were okay with it. But I, I remember it was like the, the most minimal sponsorship where they would just say, Here's a free subway you can give away on every show. <laughs> it's
1: like okay. not not a
0: major one, but we had our. Uh, I'll take it. I I, you know, I was giving away a free sub to whoever was listening, which was very few people. And to be honest, that that college radio gig landed me my uh, my gig in prison radio, which was an, an even oh. more dramatic um dramatic Let's time. Talk about that. Well, I mean, uh, thirty three prison radio. Well, there were thirty three thousand convicts slash ex convicts in the UK know me by. By name, uh, not by name, by voice. They know my voice, mm. which I, I don't know if I like that or don't like that. I think it's 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 just a fact. <laughs> it's like I
1: wait, 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 is this like a radio station made? For the UK prisons? It's a radio station well, what is made
0: for the UK prisons from inside the UK prisons. So um, I wasn't a prisoner myself, but I went into the prisons to do some uh, sort of like investigative journalism style packages that then went out on National Prison Radio, which is this network within prisons, which is another thing. You're pulling out all of the things that no one knows about HUD. Like, right, this, all the juicy bits. <laughs> I'm here all for all this. because. Uh, that's as, funny, as, like, yeah. I mean,
1: I really care like about prison abolition work mm. and mm. the prison industrial complex is something that I want to um, elevate the narrative on. So it's just so fascinating to me that you're involved in prison radio and I'm still wrapping my head around. Does that mean it was doing something like investigative Mm. like breaking stories about what was going on in there or is it kind of like pitching into so the
0: work that i was doing specifically um was in looking at rehabilitative programs and essentially building Mm -hmm. a case for that because in the uk at least i mean it's it's not the worst in the world, but the the rehabilitation mm. programs in prisons in the u k aren't phenomenal um there's mm-hmm. so much work that needs to be done in reforming what what the idea of a prison is in the first place i mean we could we could go right. on a segue here that i I do fundamentally believe we're probably exactly in the same page on this one and we'd end up you know putting together some sort of court case or something but w- when yeah. it comes down to it, the best I could do at the time was create these what i what I would almost say is Cases for why the rehabilitation elements and services of the prison needed more funding um, mm. and actually it, it seemed from from what I gathered from the people running the show that it resonated with quite a lot of prisoners um, because of course they're they're, they're there full time i mean they don't have much 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 yeah. when it comes to options and i i i i if you asked me to, to give you my fundamental belief on how rehabilitation should work societally, we could be here for hours <laughs> debating all those right. elements. Right. And you're,
1: yeah. Maybe it's another podcast, the, but you know, you're calling into Oakland where we have a lot of yeah. organizing happening around prisons and, and justice in general. So it's yeah, important. It's really fascinating it is important. you have that perspective
0: invite me onto your podcast in which you talk about law and uh, and reform because I would love yeah. to throw some opinions your way and I call her, I mean, not valid. <laughs> so
1: my house this is like a very common conversation in my house because I'm the musician, the artist and then I live with an educator, a law student who's interested in abolition mm. work and a PhD student at Berkeley who does work on like race and environment. Yeah so we we have these types of discussions all the time and somehow it makes its way into my music and that's why um, that's why we're here (laughs) burn it down that's why burn it down was written because when i'm talking about like what do we need to shut down in society what do we need to burn down so that we can grow beautiful things Mm, mm. um like prisons and putting people in cages is one of those things like borders um capitalism in the ways that it serves to destroy the planet and our livelihoods i think mm. is what i'm imagining when i'm talking about burn it down i wanted
0: to get to the heart and, of um, that actually and, yeah. and, and 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 it's funny how we've naturally come to this um in our fluid discussion um for me when i was listening to burn it down there was an element of this that seemed quite present because honestly this is this is just who i know you to be from the little i know of you um but it but it is interesting to hear this this sort of more more flat-out description of what it stands for and, mm-hmm. and and what you stand by. And, you know, the, the reality here is the world that we live in is not currently structured to support people in any loving way, nor, nor, nor is it structured to support anyone in, in their quest to find themselves or any meaning in life. <laughs> S- mm-hmm. so I, I, yeah,
1: so I should say that the part, Burn It Down, Who Shut Shit Down, We Shut Shit Down, that is a chant, that I learned in North Carolina when I was living there during Charlotte uprising, during mm. a lot of the, the the summer of 2016 into 2017, when a lot of the black lives matter protests right. and um, uprisings were happening across the United States. Um, that was a chant that was heard throughout North Carolina to, to um, Ferguson, to places around the country. So it was important for me. I had been, Holding on to this like refrain, who shuts you down? We shut it down for a while, and been performing it live like as a live looping thing at different right. shows, um, to just segue into talking about things I cared about, and then I was like, oh, I should just put it in like a recorded track. So that's that's where that came from. Right, that makes sense. Um, and when coronavirus hit, and um, I had been holding on to this track, and I was like, I want to have like press and outreach and do it like the proper way with like um like getting it pitched and placed on some who knows what but when it all broke out I was like I don't really care to do all that work right now like (laughs) I'm gonna put it out there because I feel like people need some encouragement because things are looking pretty dark and I have a lot of time and I just want to put it out there and people are going to be home and on their phones just like listening so absolutely it's, um, it's, yeah there it is <laughs>
0: it's a, here we are it's, but it's a grassroots message it's a grassroots message yeah. which means there's no reason why the marketing campaign can't mm. be a little bit grassroots
1: yeah and it's a grassroots <coughs> method to getting it out there and that's why i'm glad that you reached out because there's a difference between like oh we'd been following each other we we have become a little bit familiar with one another's work versus mm. like cold calling to some big show or record <laughs> label and i think this is more important and people who care about you and care about me will listen to this and share it with other people who would actually care, which I think is more, um, beneficial to the whole organic rollout of this song than of course. Um, pitching it to thousands of people who maybe 10 of them are really going to be into it. I, 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 I couldn't so. agree
0: more. I couldn't agree more because I, I believe that we've fallen into this trap as an industry where we value the uh the the <laughs> i'm trying to find the right word and it's hard to find a word that's positive that describes positive ambivalence i don't know if you have a word for positive mm. ambivalence um
1: oh i was thinking of quantity over quality well okay like well this is this, is, of this, is, listening to this is this <laughs> is this <laughs> is it
0: so you know to simplify it down to that makes makes sense and what we're talking about here is the fact that so many of us as artists have been sold this ideal that it's a matter of quantity over quality that it's better to have and i'm going to put this in because it's the only words i have it's better to have Mm. two million ambivalent but slightly positive ambivalent people pointing in your direction than having a thousand who are there from a place of love which which ultimately Mm. is is it's a fictional narrative because Two million people who are ambivalent to your music w- will not support you financially through difficult times, will not stand behind you or your message, will not come to a rally if you call them to a rally. The reality is, is, is those thousand, that they, they can do all of the above. And I think we've, we've lost touch mm-hmm. with what the point so of music is, which is it's not about having all these people hear it. It's about being heard on an authentic level, which is part of why I, I, I called myself heard, but it's being heard. And you, to be heard, you yeah. need someone to resonate with what you're saying. It's not just to have someone listen. Cause I believe there's a fundamental difference between someone listening and someone hearing. Hmm.
1: Yeah. And that's essentially why when I've, been doing music over these past few years the live experience has been so important and for me like I had this dream of going on tour and like playing in a bunch of different cities and I think the initial conception I had of what that would look like was being picked up by some management company that would fly me out to such and such city put me somewhere and like set it all up and I mean that that would be really fun and like nice for, for people to help me out with that but like um, reaching out myself and doing the groundwork to put together shows and book venues in, in six different cities across like the Southeast and Northeast during the summer as right. I did last year. I think that it brought people out who really cared about me and because it's been consistent of having like a message and music that I personally care about and people who also resonated with it come out for those shows and will, I could draw a crowd and like, Charleston, South Carolina, or Boston, Massachusetts, or Charlotte, because I like put in real heart and love into those places and to people there, and uh, it's great to build with people there. Of course, it's it's
0: a a reciprocated thing. It's it's less of um, it's less transactional because that's that's somehow what a lot of art has become. It's this transactional commodity. And in many cases, it's devalued art to a point where, you know, people don't expect to pay for music anymore. Back in the day, Mm -hmm. you you buy an album or you buy a single. Nowadays, it's, well, you stream it for free and you don't even pay for the service that you stream it on. So all music is is essentially free Mm -hmm. always which then puts you in this really difficult position as an industry because the traditional models for success within music have been shifted completely the the mm-hmm. the the platforms that are hosting and 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 you know coordinating all of this have all of the power you know the, all of the traditional power players are now on their knees <laughs> you know mm-hmm. be- begging to these platforms and it's all happened in such a short space of time that it is mm-hmm. almost impossible to know where to start as an artist when when it comes to music and when it comes to creating yeah. something. I think a lot of people are di- disillusioned and disappointed unless they get that song that suddenly gets a, a million streams because it is possible for that mm-hmm. to happen. Mm-hmm, but yes. I think our, our, our yeah. artistic tendency to want to be seen and heard is potentially damaged and, and and or at least amplified in a damaging way by the way the the music industry runs right now. Mm-hmm. So uh,
1: yeah, and it's a an evolving an evolving scene. It's happened so quickly since I don't know if even if you look at the fast the past 5 years in which streaming services have popped up, suddenly everyone is on Spotify and I I think the f- faster things pop up, the quicker they fall and are then replaced by something right. else so interesting it's always a moving target and i think as an artist i'm really inspired by amanda palmer from the dresden dolls mm. like a punk group out of boston forever i mean they're still out I, I do know them actually it, she had a, a talk about the art of asking and like just giving people opportunities to support you right. that are authentic and we meet people where they are and for me i think that looks like after quarantine is over Everyone who's been shelled up in their rooms and on Twitter group chats and like Instagramming this whole time is going to be dying to get out there and be with people and have those real authentic live music experiences again. And that's something that Spotify can't give you, the live music, the party, the meeting the people and just that sense of wonder that's created with just like really unique art coming together uh, in a place the connection
0: so. the connection of it all is is definitely something that cannot be streamed um,
1: <laughs> can't stream connection. Can't stream
0: connection. Everyone's trying to sell you social as being the connection tool. When really, mm-hmm. I mean, how much of us, or how many of us, are feeling more disassociated from each other than ever before? It's such a strange paradigm mm-hmm. where, you know, the more connected we are on a minute level, then the more that we can instantaneously reach anyone around the world. The more that we don't make the effort to say hello to our neighbours, and the more that we don't make mm-hmm. the effort to say hello to people on the train it's something that I've always found quite humorous where it it doesn't matter where I am in the world there's only a few places like New Zealand is one of the places where this didn't happen but in almost every country I've ever been in if I sit on public transport and try and even smile at someone they instantaneously think that I'm about to steal their stuff or murder them Um. or anything (laughs) and I think it's it's that like that that closed off sort of bubble that, that that a lot of people live in yeah. within this this world of social and I agree with you that there's something so connected about being able to present art in a present sense as opposed to it being some mm-hmm. recorded element or
1: yeah and I think we have a really cool power to at least in my experience to take a room full of strangers and break down a little bit of the barrier where they can feel like it's okay to meet somebody new yeah in a show it's- when i host shows at like smallish venues like we're all here for like a common reason like we care about like four or five of the people performing tonight and yeah it just it makes this space where it's okay to meet other people organically in real life absolutely and that's what i love about this show it's
0: it's safe it's it's meeting like-minded people within an environment that isn't oppressive. And, and let's be honest, part of the reason why a lot of people depend on, on social media and, and don't say hello to strangers like me on the train isn't just because I have a neck tattoo, but it's also because <laughs> the, I do have a neck tattoo, just in case you're wondering. I hope that doesn't make me more, uh, more enticing to karate it's, it's chop. Edgy, yeah, well that's edgy, it now. I feel like you're intimidated by me now and I'm gonna get a karate <laughs> chop to the neck. Uh, it's like, yeah, straight in the neck. Um, (laughs) but I, uh, I, I certainly hope you refrain from that. Um, but you know, that it's not just that, that puts people off. It's also this insipid, incessant fear that is peddled by the media that is peddled by everyone who wants to maintain the mass populace as being this crushed and, uh, fearful, group that that supports everyone else like there's this Mm. fearful element the 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 the, the illusion that everyone is is pitched that every everyone's out to get everyone and and we're all going to kill each other it's it's ultimately an illusion the reality is by nature we are all quite loving and this Mm. this this forced separation this putting of people into boxes you know these these elements here I think a part of the reason why something like the, the shows that you're curating and putting on are so important. It's, it's this, it's another way that people can even temporarily remove those boundaries, remove those walls and just connect with others in a way that is human and is real. I I, I commend you for that.
1: Thank you. Um, Yeah. I'm just thinking about um, like my personal relationships and how that's, like I have a few people that I, I let really close to me and um, that's, yeah, I think that's part of it is like I want to have real relationships with um, like people who are like close friends and and like a lover or something. Um, mm. Yes, I was just reflecting because a, a kind of like a friend, someone who is n- newer in my life cause was just saying something. To this extent, about like letting walls down and letting barriers down, and like having authentic connection, and it just was really touching to hear that earlier. Well, look
0: at this. I, I caught you on a feels day, you know. Yeah. And that's not that's no bad thing. I would say that uh within the the work that I do here and uh, and with music and and all the different things I do, you can tell someone who's open from someone who isn't. You know, you can tell someone who's who's capable of receiving love from someone who isn't, and. From what I can gather from our our experience here, right here, right now, it sounds like you're someone who's not only open to it, but also has this desire to open up other people to it. And I think that community aspect is is something that I really believe in as well, because it's not just about finding your own place of love and finding a way to express your love and finding a way to support your love and finding a way to support those who are challenged for the love that they display. And, and all of these things, it's, it's also just to find a way to share that with the people that are closest mm. to you with no boundaries, because the, ba- the boundaries come from a place of fear and I think if we can be ourselves with as many people as possible on the planet, then there there can't be a better way of being, surely. Mm. Beautiful. Yeah, I'm sorry. Now I'm pe- now I'm thinking. <laughs> you got you got well, me you got me um, off on one
1: there. <laughs> this happens. You keep going deeper. That's it. But that's how I am, though. And there's More layers to keep pulling. It's, back. it's
0: interesting. Maybe we should start because uh, you know another thing that I've noticed in our conversation is you have this very calming influence on me the 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 level of voice that you bring to this is quite low and calm and slightly rumbling whereas in other <laughs> podcasts you know i'm out here and i'm just getting super excited right. about yeah, yeah i don't have like
1: the the <laughs> reggae horn in the background <laughs> Hype it up some. Uh, but yeah i think when i'm being myself people have said that to me before like uh, Just like you have a very calming presence, but you do—you really do it's a huge, huge
0: compliment. Like it it really is. And and the, the the funny thing is, is I would see that your natural state of being is this calming sort of lighthouse to which people can gravitate for peace whereas i would say i well oh. i sorry I, now, now it sounds like i, I
1: love that image put, put, put
0: it on your tinder profile like i'm a lighthouse you can a lighthouse gravitate of to peace in a dark hole <laughs> don't the talk world. about do, do not talk about dark holes on your tinder that's just not the way to go that's exactly like, this was... is like, just keep, <laughs> yeah, keep the tinder. dark hole off the tinder that's 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 a grinder one uh keep that for grinder <laughs> oh, <right>, um but <laughs> t- there right. we go this see this is my effortless ability to take something pure and profound and turn it into something childlike
1: but i don't know i have a lot of innuendo too that's like the other side. I don't know, like, I'm gemini i have two sides interesting like, if you get into it with me i'm like mm, i'm like like pure and peaceful and like zen and then i'm like chaotic and like raunchy and like all these other I, things. i'm all about gemini's
0: to be honest i i have a dating history filled with gemini's so like, oh i'm Lord, all about gemini's like i i am currently partnered with a gemini and i i have to say that oh. it, it it's it's almost like that lizzo lyric you know the um I, I i i don't i don't swear on my show uh no but she says something about fucking with a gemini and it, it's like it's, it's like sleeping with two people. I I, I don't want to butcher Lizzo's lyrics. Uh, um,
1: I could see that you get two boyfriends, but friends. it's two sides. <laughs> yeah.
0: Well, maybe that's how I get away with it. I'm like dating four Gemini's. <laughs> it's like, oh yeah, no, they're all just uh, they're all just different sides of different people. Like it's fine. I just become some sort of um, <laughs> some sort of hideous. Uh, polygamist and not because polygamy is hideous just because I would make a hideous polygamist <laughs> I don't have the capacity to direct my love in more than one direction when it comes to romantic I, 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 I know some people do um, I very much struggle to do that I'm a bit of a yeah. a uni, unilateral romantic I don't know if that's the right word for it but um, monogamous I mean monogamy um, is the word
1: <laughs> something like that I, 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 yeah. Uh, yeah that's an evolving topic for me mm. too um, just because like I have i don't think I've really had the opportunity to feel truly like like love hmm. like romantic love for multiple people before and I'm not sure that I do I mean I don't think it's a fixed thing like oh, no. now yeah, I'm I agree poly- polyamorous and I'm in love and I have two relationships or three relationships like I, I I've been, recently I'm like in one main thing and then but it's, like, open enough to, I don't know. I don't want to get into no, all this. No, the yeah, no, yeah, no, no, that's <laughs> it. We're going to put a pin in the specifics, but... Just, but uh, yeah. <laughs> no, no. We don't have to pin down the specifics, but, like, I, I felt, like, love and, like, intimacy with other people right. while still maintaining a relationship, and I think it was really beautiful to experience that, but I think also without, like, some reflection about mm. it and like what are the intentions of experiencing that with another person like what is what do you want to see come out of it or like what do you want to not happen like yeah it took that for me to say well i want to experience that like high with somebody and like that moment but i don't want to like throw away my existing relationship or like upset my entire life because I get hooked on like some other person right. and then it all comes crashing down. And then like, I don't want to do that either. So yeah, no, it's, it's, it it's, interesting. Like, I, yeah. I,
0: and I, I have, you know, been in positions that are similar in the past. And, and to me, it's, I think it fundamentally just boils down to your capacity to not take from others, but to give to others. And if you can find a place mm-hmm. where you're able to give, to, to, to more than one person, then, I mean, there's absolutely no reason why you can't build incredible, you know, polyamorous relationships. It's just, if you're focused on taking, then it might end up that that Mm. you, you, you are focusing on an aspect that then makes it complicated. and then this is just me pondering on something I don't know very much about, uh, because I am a, a sort of closeted Disney princess when it comes to my, <laughs> my <laughs> scenarios. So, I
1: just want to be swept off my feet uh, by the know, man of my dreams you know, and live happily That's ever it. After.
0: And it's never that clear. And we do live in this sort of strange gray area in life, But
1: Oh yes. The, the gray, gray
0: area. area. But you know, bottom line is definitely call yourself a lighthouse. Uh, to which people may be magnetically attracted for peace and definitely do Aww. not talk about the dark hole on your tinder um <laughs> keep that for grinder uh, yeah, there's your grinder profile <laughs> tinder and your grinder <laughs> keep it on your <laughs> grinder um, but uh y- you know I I'm, I'm the only person who says grinder i just think it's funny that tinder and grinder just i don't know there's something about that that i enjoy it doesn't That's have. It nice doesn't brain. have to be grinder otherwise it has to be tinder and grinder and that doesn't sound right Oh, I mean, it could be scruff. I mean, whatever. The, the reality <laughs> here is, uh, you know, I, I could speak with you for an entire millennium. I believe we, we have, uh, you have a calming influence on me and i'm almost in a meditative state right now so <laughs> i kind of like uh aware of, this has
1: been a guided meditation uh, this is what i'm thinking asmr produced thank by you her and Herd. this is it
0: i'm wondering whether we can monetize this and i, I do think i have a oh, but please please we are not getting into asmr like I I, I I can't tell you how uncomfortable i am with almost every type of asmr in the entire universe oh it's just making me cringe
1: Oh, I can't. Like, I, honestly,
0: it makes me physically cringe. I, it's like this oh. paper. The worst is people who are like, oh, oh yeah, ooh. I did that a second oh, ago. I can't. <laughs> or people who are whispering like this. I don't know why people like it. Gesell. <laughs> I can't. I can't. I'm sorry. Oh my God. I'm sorry. I,
1: I... <laughs> something's gonna like drag me out of bed. <laughs> That's
0: it. It's like, it's like, like some literally. Or
1: some demon. I'm coming for you.
0: Uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay, so i just. I, I don't know. Although I can say. There are ASMR elements to the thing that I somehow managed to talk about in every episode of this season, which I I really shouldn't be talking about because it's irrelevant. But Animal Crossing has a lot of ASMR elements to it.
1: It's like half of us live on Animal Crossing. Right about now, we, we
0: have two lives. We have two lives. We have the life with the humans and the life with the anthropomorphic animals. And, oh, you yes. know, there, there are a lot of, of really wonderful ASMR elements to that game, and, and this is more sort of natural ASMR. So, uh, mm-hmm. you know, the, the rustling of wind in leaves mm-hmm. and the crashing of waves on a shore. Oh. And, uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm starting to think that maybe we have this side business as the competitor for Headspace, where we, mm. we have these pronounced conversations at this low pitch and talk <laughs> about things that matter in life.
1: Public radio, this is, <laughs> hey, this is it. We
0: just got to slow things down. Because what I was going to get to was, you have this calming influence on me, whereas I have the exact opposite influence on almost everyone, where, you know, we start the conversation <laughs> and they're they're sort of doing their thing. And then suddenly, we're all so excited about absolutely everything. It's amazing. Everything's so brilliant and loud and colorful and brash and bold. And I, it's, it's almost like... Uh, I'm the antithesis of a, or the exact opposite of a lighthouse pulling people in magnetically. Mm-hmm. I'm just like a, well, actually, you know what I'm like, a black hole sucking people no. in. <laughs> like, Stop. you know what? That's kind of the way.
1: Of, sucking him into the, the way, party. That's it. I'm just
0: just creating the drama. But 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 the drama coming from love, I, I think, is you, you, mm. you for me, it's almost like I, I need to give people a short, sharp shock and just snap them out of this this dreamlike state that they wander around life with. Mm. Whereas you do the same thing, just in a much more calm and uh, sophisticated fashion. Oh, so, may, so maybe we, we are collaboratively as well. We're like the one-two punch. I'm the punch in the face and you're the one who <laughs> heals the wound. <laughs> <And> like, <laughs> look at that herd. Look at that herd. Really, really ruined you with this existential thing that you're suffering with now. Let me be the calm lighthouse that you can come to for yeah. calm. But
1: Let's talk it out. Let's talk it out. But,
0: um, Blood,
1: but uh, okay. burn it down.
0: <laughs> Incredible track. I, I really, really do love it. And I will be listening to it with everyone on the show shortly when we tail off this episode but before we get to that yeah. I would love to give you the floor to you know what just pitch plug promote shamelessly put yourself out there and and show the world where they can reach you.
1: Yes so on the topic of Burn It Down it is being released onto the streaming services May 1st 2020 and that is for Mayday where it's kind of like a day every year where it's like a day of resistance and like mm. a day of anarchy. anarchy. You know? What more, what's, what could be more fun than burning down all the systems on May 1st? Especially <laughs> with a calm, especially <laughs> with a
0: calming voice. <laughs> like, I feel like you're the voice, you're the yeah. voice of reason. You're like the Joker, but just <laughs> calm and collected.
1: It totally makes I sense. I have a
0: question for you.
1: But yeah, Mayday, Burn It Down is coming okay, yeah, yeah. Uh, You have a question? Oh, I was going to say, okay. why so serious?
0: This, this is what you're like as the joker. Why? I wasn't as...
1: Why so Why serious? Why so
0: serious, mate? Everything's okay. Sorry, I, I completely threw us off there. Let's start the pitch again. Plug, plug away. <laughs> I'm going to go back to the pitch. Back
1: here. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so burn it down. Hey, everyone. Thanks for listening. This is Kisoul on Get Heard with Heard. My new song, Burn It Down, comes out May 1st, 2020 on all streaming platforms. You can find me on Instagram at... Q-U-I-S-O-L dot C-O, Kisol dot C-O. Also, Twitter, I tweet at Kisol underscore cool because they don't allow the dots there. Mm-hmm. And yeah. Find me on the internet.
0: I, I, I already found you on the internet. And I've got to say, uh, you come accredited with a gold star from me. Uh, a five-star Yelp review. Gold star. Uh, you know what? You, 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 yeah. Well, this sounds very Nintendo, I've got to say. Love it. <laughs> Look at that. Hello, Kisoul. Hashtag sponsored by Nintendo. Um, but yeah, <laughs> the reality is uh, I, can, I can qualify that any time spent with Keysol Online shall leave you feeling more relaxed, more calm. And uh, the terms and conditions that are usually on these kinds of ads on TV, I won't run through. Um, but coming into contact with Keysol Online may end, you know, oh, there's no. like really fast sounds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. May leave you feeling like you've been dragged magnetically into a lighthouse. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's kind of uh, <laughs> love the T's and C's on these things. But uh, honestly, thanks so much for coming on the show. I really, really yeah, appreciate
1: it. Yeah, thanks for having me. This one it's fun. always
0: fun. And uh, uh, we, we will have to have another Conversation about these things at for some sure. time. I think the world is dying to hear more um, of, of <laughs> you and your political message specifically. So um, you you are welcome back anytime.
1: Steph, thanks. Fantastic. Well, look, right. we're going
0: to end this show listening to a bit more of Kesol. We're going to listen to a slice of Burn It Down. Thanks again, Kesol, for coming on the show. <laughs>